Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Spesh. Hello. Derek, you're back. I'm back. I survived. You are. You I'm are alive. Survived. You survived. So the deal was I may have had to find a new co-host if Derek <laughs> did not uh, survive the Des Moines River. So to all those people that sent in applications, <laughs> we will hang on to them. <laughs> Put them on the back burner. Put them on the back burner. We're going to file those over here. <laughs> just, uh, you know, we'll just... Put those in the drawer over here <laughs> for another day because <laughs> winter's coming yes yes you know and, and things yeah, happen does lots of dangerous stuff yeah uh let's see what's happening i got my trip coming up yes that's uh, uh doing a lot of packing and a lot of planning for that mm. and dehydrating i kind of wish i was going on that you want to go i Too can't late. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be good uh, I've, yeah, I've been doing a bunch of uh, planning for that and whatnot, get last minute things done. And it turns out when we get up there, if I'm reading the things right, we're either going to hit the very end or just miss the beluga whales Oh, going by. Now, the bearded seals, hopefully we'll meet up with some of those. Do you want to meet some bearded seals? Yeah. And we're going to try to fit in. Dear diary, day seven. They haven't noticed. They still yet. haven't noticed. I'm not really a seal, regardless of the beard. So the blue whales just pass through that area at a certain time of year. I guess so. Migration. So they're migrating. Yeah. So they're migrating from north, heading south because of the ice pack is expected guess, to build yeah. or something. I don't yeah. know. Um, so like I remember geese. when we lived there, I was talking to my mom, and she says the belugas actually came down the river once when we lived there up in Moosonee. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hopefully we can uh, actually see them, get some uh, yeah. some footage of them and that. That'd be neat. That'd be cool. That'd be really yeah. cool. And what else? Oh, stickers. We got stickers now. We have stickers. We have stickers. We have stickers. Yeah, we finally broke down and joined the sticker club. Yes. So, I got to figure out where I'm going to stick it on this laptop. I'll tell you where to stick it. Whoops, is that my outside voice? Uh, well, on the bottom. Well, you can't cover up other stickers. Well, I'm running out of room. I need a new laptop. Maybe you need a new laptop. Like a really big one. Like a 25, 30-inch screen. I can't put it there. It covers up Camp Christine. I can't put it there. It covers up. We get outside. Snow Trekker. we got to keep that one. Uh, is there a beer one on the back? There is. Like a cup. Oh, there you go. I guess I could paddle. Well, what's right this corner? But see, the problem is it's on the bottom. It needs to be prominent. Oh. <laughs> While Derek figures out where he's going to stick a sticker, and I come up with different suggestions on where you can stick that sticker. Uh, yeah, if we're at any events and you happen to see us, we will have stickers with us, yes. handing them out to the masses, because we can do that now. That seems to be the big thing everybody likes is stickers, so we joined the sticker club. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of clubs, I got an email today about uh, book club. Um, okay. Or not well, an email, it was on our, our Facebook uh, a fellow about our book club where we don't read books. Yeah, the book clubs where you don't read books. <laughs> he ordered the big um, journal book there. Uh, oh, that we talked about. Yeah, yeah. He loves it. Who's he? I can't remember his name. I just, some, some I just dude? totally remembered that as I'm talking about it here. Some dude. Yeah. Uh, no, he uh, ordered the book. Loved it. So people are listening to our book club, and they're actually ordering the books that we talk about. Cool. Even though you don't read them. So we could end up being starting a like a, a multi million dollar Oprah book Oprah, club yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> take that, Oprah. <laughs> Got your book club. What else? Jerky, beef jerky. 
I tried my own recipe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My bourbon maple honey beef jerky. And it turned out well? It turned out well to how begin come, with. How come I haven't tried it yet? Because I've totally forgot. I got how, so many things going right how now. How do these stickers work? I can't peel it open. Oh, my God. You should have stood up. <laughs> <laughs> to everybody oh, that took it. Derek on the Des Moines trip, can we get a redo? <laughs> it's not that hard. It's not rocket science. Um, when I took the beef jerky out, uh, it was really good. Lots of flavor. But as it sat for a while, it started to harden up and can like it was can't getting candied. Yeah. If if you know what I mean. Um, so it is a bit harder now. But when you break it off and put a piece in your mouth and start chewing it and it gets soft uh-huh. it is just absolutely so flavorful it is really good <laughs> but i think the next time i try it i'm going to cut down the amount of honey i put in it and up the amount of bourbon i put in it <laughs> sounds reasonable it uh yeah i mean it's sweet and you can taste the now i also put pepper in it so at the very end, you get this little pepper taste. Oh, a little kick. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Awesome. So it's a work in progress, but uh, no, it, it's actually quite tasty. I'll, I'll give you a piece to try uh, to break your teeth on. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, November 24th, Ontario Winter Camping uh, Symposium. Yes. We've got our tickets. We're going to mm-hmm. be there, and we're going to be handing out stickers. Yes, we will. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we'll bring our stickers and we'll just yep. throw them out like, yeah, we're going to make it rain. See. We're <laughs> 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 throwing stickers everywhere. Yeah. The Ontario Winter Camping Symposium. It's the second one, November 24th at the Theatre of the Arts, the University of Waterloo. 9 a.m. The doors open and 10 a.m. are when the speakers start. Uh, if you go to... Ontario Winter Camping.ca, not.com.ca, you'll find all the information and what's it, who's sponsoring it and where to go for tickets and all that sort of stuff. So check all that out. You'll find out who the speakers are, uh, where the location, everything. Mm-hmm. So check that out. Ontario Winter Camping.ca. I'm looking forward to it. And what's the last thing? Oh, the last thing I got, I got a new paddle. Yes. I got an early birthday present. From Hunter and Harris. It's a beautiful paddle. Isn't it though? Mm-hmm. Nice cherry wood. It's uh, an otter tail and I uh, custom did the design on it. Yes. So I just sent them, this is the design I want. And uh, they said, uh, yeah, we can probably do that for you. And they did. And it turned out really nice. So, really nice. So light, eh? Did you order two or I thought you were getting two of them. Two paddles? Yeah. No, just the one. Just the one. Yeah, I can only use one at a time. Well, I thought you were doing his and hers paddle for you and your wife. Oh, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> no, no, this is my birthday present. So it was from them. From uh, my wife and kids. They uh, gave me the money and said, get your paddle. And uh, yeah, it comes in a really nice, it gets a, a paddle sock. Yeah, it's a paddle sock. And there's, yeah. um, there's a, it's got that uh, plaid red plaid on the inside. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's a really nice, nice lightweight paddle. That's going to be baptized in uh, the Moose River. You're going to take it, eh? I'm taking it. Awesome. I'm taking that. I'm taking my uh, beaver tail and I'm taking my canoe pole. Ah, perfect. So the, I think that river is conducive for that. It's, it's a good polling river, isn't it? Yeah. This, in areas. Uh, this in late in the areas. summer or this late in the, yeah, summer, fall, yeah. water level should be down. Pretty low. So there's going to be spots where I can uh, do some uh, canoe pole in there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we're not... 
we're not going gangbusters up the river. We're going to take our time. I'm going to have a couple of rest days mm-hmm. and, so I can get out in some rapids and, and play and uh, whatnot. So, <clears throat> yeah, it'll be good. And you say up the river. You're going down the river, right? Not to start. Oh, just the first ah, section. Ah, yes. Ah, okay. Like we, I, we talked about on the, was it the last show or the last show before? I got this thing about where three rivers meet. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we're, so we're going to, we get off the train and then we head down and down up. We head up river <laughs> and we're staying there for uh, a day and then coming back yeah. and day or two days. Can't remember. Yeah. And uh, then we're going to come back and uh, um, then head, head up to, uh, towards James Bay, Moosonee, Moose Factory and all that. So it should be good. It sounds exciting. Uh, it's going to be a blast. An absolute blast. Now there's, they're still open for business this time of year. Uh, the, uh, town is, uh, we've actually Tidewater Provincial Park. We're going to stay there the last yeah. couple of days, right? Cause I want to do some filming and, uh, of the, the historical spots, um, on Moose Factory, the okay. Hudson's Bay Company stuff is all still there. So you're going to check right? out the, uh... So we're going to check out the historical spot and find out, you know, some of the, the Cree history that's up there and whatnot and check out some of, uh, Moosonee, see if I can find, you know, see the airport and. Mm-hmm. where parts of the old uh, military base were where we used to live and that sort of deal. And um, so I, I, we're going to stay in Tidewater, which is right middle of the river between yes. Moose Factory and Moose Knee. And contrary to popular belief, Moose Factory is not where they build moose. <laughs> For the rest of Canada. It's an actual moose yeah, factory. it's not an actual moose factory. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to do that. But then I'm looking and it's like, ooh, Tidewater closes in September and we're going to be up there in October. Yes. So there's a number you can call. I wanted to just find out some information. It's like, can we stay there? We don't need all the facilities that are there. And they act, I ended up speaking to, uh, the superintendent of the Northern parks today. Okay. And, uh, he said, uh, you know what, if you don't need all the, cause they take out all the signage, they take out all the facilities and, and everything. Right. So mm-hmm. I guess they got thunder boxes or whatever up there, outhouses, whatever. They take it all out. Um, I said, we just need a place to pitch a tent for a couple of days mm-hmm. while we're up there, right? Before we catch the train back. And, uh, he said, you know what? I got to make a couple of phone calls and I'll get back to you because it's actually run in conjunction with, um, the Cree. Okay. That are Moosonee, right? Uh, they've got an association that's, so they got to make, he's got to make sure it's okay with them that we, we stay there and that everything. use the site. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because there are other islands and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's part of the reservation. So you can't just yeah. plop your tent up and stuff like yeah. that. You got to be respectful. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're, and I, and I told him, that's why I wanted to find out, just make sure we're not stepping on toes, making yeah. any faux pas that we shouldn't be making that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Cause yeah, I mean, it's, it's their, it's their land. It's mm-hmm. we're guests, right? Yes. So you don't want to screw around there and, uh, uh, mess things up. So, um, yeah, that's so far, that's the only hiccup in the whole plan. Our train is booked and the boxcar for all our canoes and gears booked and awesome. Dehydration has started. And <laughs> all of it. I got, well, you can see my big Irish pile of, uh, gear that's sitting there and more out in the garage, all ready to go. What do you expect in the water trip? Well, obviously James Bay is going to be cold. Oh, is it? But the I river expect- itself, what, I, what are you expecting for river temperature? Cold. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I got, it's it's going to be cold this time of year. I mean, the... the 
But I would gonna... expect it to be cold because, especially because it's going to be shallow, mm-hmm. right? It's going to cool down, right? But you're probably not going to need like a dry suit or anything. You oh just, no, yeah. no, 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 mm-hmm. no. Uh, I think it's going to be maybe a bit chillier than what you guys got okay. on the Des Moines, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I might have a pair of uh, um, the water socks oh, okay, to help yeah. keep my feet yeah. warm, sort of thing. But yeah. otherwise, you know, if we got to line the canoes or something like that, or mm-hmm. it shouldn't be too bad. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be going swimming or anything like that for a couple of hours or anything. I might fall in. That's one thing, but you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, it'll definitely be cooler. Uh, the the f- snows usually start flying mid October, and that's when we're going to. So you're pretty close. Keep to first, we're, yeah. Right? Yeah. We're, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if we get first snows while we're up there. So you're going to expect some cold nights. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, that's the one thing we haven't talked about yet. Is if we're doing two separate tents or. If we're bringing one tent mm-hmm. and uh, going to eat a lot of beans while we're up there to just to warm up the tent. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things you got to think about when yes. you're planning a trip. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about, what did you call you guys? You gave me this thing, this, this, <laughs> I told you to take notes about your trip. And I did. Okay, so you know what? Let's go back a little bit farther. Back in October, mm-hmm. there was the Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium. Yes. Wallace A. Shaber. He has a book yep. called The Last of the Wild Rivers, and he was talking about the Des Moines River. Mm-hmm. And next thing I know, you guys are saying, hey. Yes. We're going to go do the Des Moines River. So it's uh, Martin Garster. He came up with the whole plan. Oh, that's got to blame. He, <laughs> yeah, he he earned all the blame. So uh, he um, he organized and got some people together. So there's four of us. Um, uh, and so we uh, the group got together and we've been planning it slowly over. Really, it kind of come together slowly, but just in the last week, things really started heating up for the planning. Right. That's the way it always goes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it it came off pretty well. It's it was an awesome trip. It was really really good. And that's all I have to say about it. All right. Well, that's our show this week. Uh, well, I told you before you left, mm-hmm. make sure you take notes because when we get back, we're having a trip report show on your yes. trip. Yeah. You sent me this PDF with your notes. Mm-hmm. And at the top, it says F-A-B-R-M-R-R. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh... Sorry, I'm laughing about this, but uh, sad news. Burt Reynolds, uh, Deliverance, he passed away uh, a week before the trip. Yep. And uh, so we are calling it the first annual Burt Reynolds Memorial River Run. F-A-B-R-M-R-R. So from now on, it'll be known as the B-R-M-R-R. Yes. Burt Reynolds Memorial Mm -hmm. River Run. So we're, we're going to, we, we decided that uh, you just have to have one original member every year doing a trip and it could be the second annual, then the third annual and stuff like that. So, so as long as one of the four of you are mm-hmm. on the trip, yeah. it's the Burt. What if two of you go on two different trips at the same time? Uh, I, we, we can decide that at the time. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing it out there. Yes. <laughs> Burt Reynolds Memorial River Run. Yes. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So we haven't nailed down the name, but I think that one works pretty well. 
You guys all yeah. have to grow thick mustaches. Well, that's what we were talking about. Is like for next year, it's like we have to plan and grow mustaches. You can't grow and, one; just like yeah, get them. We're, like, we're buy them. You know, like we're talking about uh, special Burt Reynolds drinks. We're talking about uh, you know, like uh, Trans Am stickers. Yeah, or do 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 river quotes or you know stuff like from the movies because he's done a couple epic shows like uh, Cannonball Run and Smoking the Bandit. Deliverance, Smoking the Bandit. You can't forget that one. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so yeah. So this was the first annual Burt Reynolds Memorial River Run, and uh, we're going to try and do it every year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. <laughs> so this year's trip was how many days? It was. Uh, it was Saturday to Saturday. Well, the uh, we we Saturday the first Saturday was a travel day, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually hit the water. We we caught the shuttle up to Ten Mile Lake on Sunday morning. And uh, we hit the water around, I think it was around 11.30. No, it was shortly afternoon. We uh, we hit the water around 12.45. We uh, got dropped off about quarter after 12. Okay. So let's start on the Sunday. Mike shows up at your place first thing Monday morning. Or uh, sorry, Saturday morning. Yeah, Saturday, morning. Saturday morning. Saturday yeah. morning. Uh, shows up at your place. He drives from Windsor out to Bowmanville. Yes, he got up at like 2.30 in the morning on the road by 3.30. And uh, so he drove all day to get all the way up there. He, so he kept picking me up, and then he kept driving. So it was it was a long drive for him. Wow. Now, where did you guys cross? Deep River? Yeah. So that's the town we got kind of met up in. So in uh, near Deep River is where the various outfitters are. And it's on the island. Or it's sort of an island right by the Swisha, the, fall, so the water project, the hydro project, yep. Swisha. So uh, we gathered there in town and, you know, uh, gathered up a few things and collected our, got everybody together and had a final coffee and yada, yada, yada. And uh, then we met at, at Chen's, which is Des Moines Valley Guides. And uh, so he, he, uh, he's a, he's a, he's a guide. He does a lot of, he's the guy that provided the shuttle. Right. You can't rent canoes or anything from him. He doesn't do that, but he does rented those those from another guy. Yeah. We rented those from another guy. Yeah. That other guy. The other guy. (laughs) The other guy. So the other guy, I I don't think he, like, was it Mike had, we had arranged with this other guy because the, uh, the Algonquin, uh, the Algonquins, they, they run a little outfitter thing and they rent canoes and they do shuttles, but they closed down September 3rd. Okay. So we had to scramble at the last minute to find another outfitter. So we found this other guy and uh, called him multiple times. And uh, so when we hit Deep River, I gave him a call. I said, okay, we talked a couple times earlier in the week. Canoe, paddles, you know. Helmets. Helmets, all that stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're just like 15 minutes away. You'll be ready, be ready, ready when you get here. So we show up and he's hurriedly scrambling putting a canoe together taking seats off of one and grabbing some brand new airbags and some flotation and installing them and putting new stringing in and it's like this like he forgot i think he forgot and uh so he was rushing out the last second we we got there within 10 15 minutes of calling him so he just wasn't ready for us right wow so it's like okay well we watched him put the canoe together and uh, we were there watching them for over an hour. And uh, then we uh, started asking about helmets and this, that, the other thing. And and he didn't have any helmets left. He says, oh, I just gave away the last of the helmets to a group from yesterday. And it's like, you don't have helmets for us? 
And so he didn't have helmets. Thankfully, he had paddles. <laughs> so, well, you have <laughs> paddles, right? So we, he, we got this, uh, it's a prospect, it's a, it's a prospector whitewater canoe. But when I looked online, it's sort of designed, it's sort of a cottage country beat up this canoe at the cottage type thing. Right. And, uh, it's, the design is not conducive for whitewater. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. <laughs> so I'm not even going to say the brand name, but the, but the design was a prospector design. So it, uh takes on water like you would not believe uh well we'll get into that in a little bit here because i yeah. know you you've made a, mm-hmm. a mention of it about it becoming a submarine yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so you got up there and you you now you stayed where did you stay the so, first night um we stayed at etienne's so with the uh with a shuttle we were supposed to get a uh a, a free cabin so hey you're paying 500 bucks for the shuttle to get up to the top of the Des Moines and you got a free cabin the night before but he he ended up renting out all the cabins to a uh, a group of people for, in four wheelers from like uh, North Bay or something I can't remember where they came from but like there was like 18 four wheelers a whole bunch of people rolled in wow. and he said they were paying customers that so he had to give up the cottage and so we ended up sleeping in tents in his parking lot oh awesome <laughs> yeah, yes Yes. Yeah. So we so, have to meet so his, far. We have to meet his cat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Day one. Yes. He's like, this is coming together really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is excellent. But you know what? Credit to Etchan. He he's what what an awesome guy. He like he runs a he runs a nice little outfitting uh business and uh he, him and his family are they're awesome people. He's a really cool guy. So I would have no question about uh having him outfit us again in the future or doing uh, the shuttle up to the top of 10 mile or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Super nice guy. Super nice guy. So you slept there, uh, weather. So I just saw a note about getting into Scott's pants. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) the week before it was like 30 degrees and humid and everybody's complaining about the heat, heat, humidity, heat, humidity. I'm thinking, ah, I just need a pair of pants to keep the rocks off my shins going down the river. Right. And uh, I'm just going to wear shorts the whole time. Oh my, was it cold. <laughs> so I I shivered my way through the first night. And on the second night, uh, one of the other guys, Scott, he um, he uh, he had three pair of pants. So he gave me a pair of his sweatpants. So <laughs> I wore his sweatpants every night to bed. <laughs> It was so cold. Actually, later in the week, it got really warm again. So, like the first night, I was shivering, and and I was trying to make my shiver myself shiver even harder to warm myself up. Right, it was so cold because you had I had a flash. A, you vibrate, get yeah. warm, generate <laughs> exactly, <heat>. exactly. <laughs> because I had a, uh, I only brought shorts, and uh, the the pants I had were getting wet every single day, so I couldn't wear them at night, and they stayed wet the whole time. They never dried out, and uh, I had a summer bag. And uh, it's, it's, it was just, it was a miserable existence the first couple of nights. <laughs> it's just so cold. <laughs> it was like, okay, so what was it? I what <laughs> I wrote... Uh, Very cold sleep got into yeah. Scott's pants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I get notes like that and I'm wondering, yeah. what happened on this trip? <laughs> so, so, lessons learned. Two pair of pants and flannel PJs. <laughs> Better sleeping bag. Toque. <laughs> big old plaid onesie yes exactly but it did warm up later on the week and it only rained on the monday night 
Yeah, Monday night it rained. That's the only day it rained on us. But every night there was so much humidity on the river that every morning, it, like the, the dew just... Oh, it just like, coats everything. It coats everything. So it sounded like it was raining, but it was just the dew collecting on the leaves of the trees and dropping down on us. Right. So it never actually rained from after Monday night. Now, you guys share tents or did everybody have their own? Uh, two of the guys. So uh, Mike and Scott had uh, Hennessy hammocks. Uh, Martin had a single man tent and I had a two man tent. Okay. So we all had our own. So it, it wasn't bad. It was, what was good is a good combination of, uh, hammocks and sleeping bed and, and tents. So there is some of the, like one on one of the sites, you, we had very limited space. So we were kind of crunched in, but a couple of sites were just massive. You could put well, like I saw one of the 20, pictures of one people. of your sites. Yeah. yeah. It was huge. Yeah. But it worked out really good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, so Sunday first so so sunday like well sunday sunday was the uh the shuttle day the shuttle day and i I tell you that the road up to the top of the des moines up to 10 mile lake what a brutal road like like we were joking i was joking with the guys on the way up hey this uh this van's a 2017 it's brand new this thing was so rickety and beat up it was like it must have rolled downhill at one time right it was right but that that road just beats the heck out of everything right it was uh, it was rough. I saw Martin hit his head off the uh, the B pillar by his. He was in the front passenger seat of the van, and he hit his head off the B pillar like three different times because the van jerked sideways. Right? Wow! Just boom! Hit his head on the. It's like should have needed a should have put a helmet. <laughs> he should have wore a helmet. Yeah. yeah. Now he did have a helmet though. He did own, have a helmet for his cam. Yeah, that's what he uh, he strapped his yeah. GoPro to. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm bringing my uh, helmet so I can strap a GoPro. Yeah, to, just yeah. to film. Yeah, it, it yeah. does help. Gives you a stable platform. Whatever you look at is what you're filming. So it works out. So you were up at 6. You were on the road by 745. Yeah. Up this road. Uh, hi-ho. Oh. Slang. <laughs> yes. So I, th- I thought that was so funny. It was, uh, as soon as I heard it, as soon as I heard the guy. So our, our driver was Gilbert. And uh, so Gilbert, we're uh, talking to him about... Uh, who maintains the road? And, and apparently, the the uh, federal government, the um, not uh, the provincial government, the Quebec provincial government maintains the road for maintaining access, right? And uh, so, I we were saying, well, who works on it? He says, oh, you know, the government comes in here, they clean it up, it comes in with a bulldozer and a hi ho. And uh, at, when we got on the water later, I I, uh, I said to the guys, I said, did you hear him say hi ho? And Martin goes, yeah, what is that? I said, it's a Hi ho! It's a backhoe. A backhoe, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't heard that since I was a kid in New Brunswick, because in 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 northern New Brunswick you get a lot of there's a, a, a very strong population of French people, right? So some of these slangs are just common, right? Right. But it it it's had to be thirty years since I heard a person say hi ho. Hi ho! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hi ho, you know. It uh, digs the ditches and. <laughs> uh, hardcore history podcast. Oh, that's, you know what, that was, uh, that, that Martin was talking about, uh, we, we get a big conversation about hardcore history. I still have to look it up, but, uh, that was just one of those podcasts I have looked up. So there's in amongst the, these notes here is stuff for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something that I have to look up later. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. camped the first night on a beach. So that was pretty neat. It was, uh, so on Sunday night. We went to it's so there it's a right next to a historical site. There's two alligators that they just pulled up on shore and left them there like a hundred years ago, right? The so, log boom pulling alligators. Yes, the log not boom. Actual yeah, not alligators. actual alligators. 
<laughs> so our like, listeners in Florida are going, why did they leave two alligators on there? <laughs> so the uh, so it's like a it's like two islands with a peninsula between them. Right. And this peninsula is uh, say 150 feet wide, and there's a beach on both sides. So you walk up a beach on one side through the campsite and down the beach on the other side. Ooh. It was so nice, and the sand was so nice and warm. We, it, it was just a the first campsite was just amazing, and just a little bit through the woods was the two alligators, and it was it was such a nice sight. So uh, the water was so warm, it was incredible. Like it was the water was warm enough that I considered sleeping in the water. <laughs> <laughs> it was warmer than the tent. <laughs> Absolutely was. <laughs> uh, you, I've noticed you said uh, scrambled eggs with bacon. Chicken burgers. Like these guys, like I, I brought a couple nice meals. Like, uh, but I don't do breakfast. Yeah, neither do I. I do oatmeal. Yeah, I just oatmeal and get it done, get it over with, and go. Peanut butter or something. But we're t- these guys were like going overboard with breakfast. It was awesome. I'm not complaining by any means. Yeah. But like, uh, so Mike had his uh, Lori loves Mike uh, breakfast. Egg so patties. It's the egg patties with spinach and cheese and ham and yeah they're like little quiches yeah it's like a it's it's like a homemade version of like a uh like the mcdonald's uh mc oh the mcgriddles or uh egg mcmuffins mcmuffins something like that yeah but much better yeah so like mike made that and there was a uh huevo ranchero breakfast it was like uh eggs and bacon and vegetables and stuff like that all uh you know mixed Mixed together together with uh with uh, scrambled eggs and in a wrap, and and then there was a, uh, it was just a like a egg and bacon wrap one morning, and and, uh, and then it was your turn. Well, I did uh, <laughs> the very first day. I did do scrambled eggs and bacon cooked right up on Mike's tailgate, so it was easy enough. To, I just had a dozen eggs, a whole bunch of bacon, and stuff like that. But uh, it's uh, it was a is a wake up call for being prepared for uh, one of these trips with the guys because. Man, some fancy meals and yeah. It was incredible. And see, I I don't go for the fancy meals. I like to do my oatmeal and get the hell out. Yeah, yeah, that's right? me. I'm that's yeah. for breakfast. Yeah, I I love fancy suppers and stuff like that. But when I'm camping at breakfast, I just my coffee, a bowl of oatmeal, and I'm done. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I just heat up the water for the oatmeal and yeah. But I'm, the bricks, I'm, right? I'm kind of sold on this fancy breakfast thing now. <laughs> hey, fancy, like fancy. It was so like they they just put these things together so quickly and they're so good it's like i didn't think breakfast could be that easy yeah well, <laughs> easy easy buddy uh now everybody picked a day like everybody you guys assigned each other okay you're looking after breakfast on day one and- yes so we sort of did somewhat assign that and uh and so it saved the oatmeal like i did one breakfast of oatmeal towards the end of the trip because all the fresh stuff by then was gone and packs were much lighter and <laughs> 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 but yeah so like you know like some of the meals like uh scott he brought uh he made chicken burgers mm-hmm. he just had this frozen block of uh of chicken thighs right and uh cooked them up on the grill and and it it was I, i've never even occurred to me to do that before but it was fantastic hmm. so good <laughs> um so you didn't actually start paddling till monday uh no uh we shuttled up when we dropped off at the top of 10 mile we took the river that day and we paddled for three hours or so 
Okay. So it was an early day. It was a quick paddle, but we hadn't planned on going that far. And we knew we wanted to check out that historical site with the alligators on shore, right? Right. So the first day was a short paddle. Um, the second day, I think the second day, is that the long day? 13 kilometers. Yeah. yeah. So it's not long kilometer wise, but it, you have to portage around a couple class four, class five rapids. And that is the wickedest portage I've ever been on in my life. Like this one eats out even Unicorn Hill and Algonquin Park, right? This, there's one point where you have to, I've got the pack on, uh, I'm going down this jumbled rock cliff face and at the bottom, if I don't turn left right away, I fall into a 12 foot deep hole. Awesome. <laughs> it was, and so you're, and you're just climbing with the pack down, the pack catches on a rock and pushes you outwards. And so it's very awkward. And, and so what we ended up uh, doing is, uh, we, we found a different way to, we, how do we do it? Did we line the canoes that day? I, I don't know. I wasn't there. No, I'm trying to think. <laughs> but anyways, we couldn't take the uh, canoes across that portage. So, you so we just took them. the gear and uh, I'll have to ask the guys. It's not in my notes. But you yeah, had, it was nasty. Had one job, we Derek. could not take the, can and especially the canoe that I had. Yeah. Me and Mike, the one we rented, it was, uh, it was easily 90 pounds. Like it's the heaviest canoe I've ever had on my shoulders. And it, it was brutally didn't do painful. Good, good either. No, it. So yeah. you, the first day of paddling, you did a couple of rapids. Yeah. So Sunday, we no, there was nothing on Sunday. It was just flat water on Sunday. Oh, it was just the flat we water and the, the portages. Th there was a couple of riffles and a couple swifts, swifts but and that. There was nothing. It was okay. it was mostly just flat water. We thought, and we even thought we had some portages, but we ended up after we got through a couple of the swifts, and we we're looking at the map trying to figure. out, We're like, hey. We just passed all those portages we thought we had to do. So it was because the water was the water was higher. Was high enough. That, yeah. 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 So that that worked out pretty good. Because this is supposed to be a white water trip for you guys. Yes. Oh, the white water picks up pretty quick. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so so Monday day three, you're get to the end. You get your sight. Best thunder box ever. I am going to do either a coffee table book, or I'm going to do a bathroom reader. The Thunder Boxes of the Des Moines, a retrospective. <laughs> these are amazing. Like these, uh, now they're high, so my feet dangle above the ground when I'm sitting on Thunderbox. <laughs> Your feet don't touch. You have to be a really tall person. But these are painted with uh, outdoor scenes or animals or turtles or bears, and they're all painted up. And and it, it, these are pretty incredible Thunder Boxes. It's, really? uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I honestly, Artsy I, fartsy. yeah, I know. I really want to do with this, uh, retrospective, uh, book on, uh, the Des Moines Thunderboxes. <laughs> <laughs> and it, so, and it was a theme throughout the whole thing. Like there was a couple sites where we came across where it was just a standard Thunderbox. Right. But for the most part, <laughs> they were really cool. And there's a couple, there's one that was, uh, there's one by the, uh, there's a bridge crossing and, uh, so it was a parking lot right there. And it was this weird female Ronald McDonald painted on the door. And she was kind of scary. Dokey, dokey. <laughs> so there were some of them that were actually like outhouses, not just a thunderbox. There, there was a few outhouses, yeah. Yeah, okay. like full-on outhouses. Uh, 
Two of them were brand roofs new. Roofs, they were freshly built doors. within the last year or two. It was, it was nice. Wow. It was really, really nice. Wow. Yeah. If you're listening, Algonquin Park. <laughs> yes, I know. Right? Yeah, they they whoever's running uh, maintaining this park, like the uh, what's the guy's Mike Swisha? No, Mike Swansea. You mentioned him earlier. He uh, was at the. Uh, he talked about the Dewani. Read the book. Oh, uh, Mike uh, Shaber. Shaber. Will Sh- Wallace A. Shaber. Yeah. So we saw his. There's signs of various places along the Des Moines where. It, uh, it says, uh, we're looking for volunteers to help maintain trails and portages. Contact Wallace Shaber and his oh, phone okay. number and stuff like that. So That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you guys had roast beef, beans, and mashed potatoes <laughs> for dinner. Yeah. Wow. It's like great meals. And, you know, at first when I'm, you know, the first few portages when I'm carrying all the gear, it's like, man, these things are heavy. What's going on? As the trip goes on, I realized that's why... The pack is so heavy. Because <laughs> I brought... My, my meal was uh, pad thai, just a dehydrated uh, backpackers yeah. pantry thing, right? And But these guys have like roast beef and chicken uh, thighs and... It's like Cans of beans. <laughs> but see, <laughs> you can bring cans and stuff on these trips. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's, yeah. You got to get used to that. Because mm-hmm. if you're not an Algonquin, you can yeah, bring you... bottles, you can bring cans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Fridge. Yeah, <laughs> kitchen sink, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> many drinks afterwards. Yeah, we yeah we uh, we I, at first I was thinking oh, I brought way too much booze. By about uh, day three, day four, we were rationing. It's like ah, four people drank a lot of alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't getting drunk. No, we were but just, but we we're like having cocktails and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. And everybody <laughs> went to bed by nine thirty. Yeah, these guys are old. Like uh, the first first day, it was uh, was it the very first. Where's my Mike notes? was in bed at eight forty five. Yeah, Mike went to bed at eight forty five. Martin Scott went to bed at about nine thirty. I wrote nine thirty three. That's when they went to bed, and then I wrote, "Now what do I do?" <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? Where are you guys going? <laughs> I'm used to going to bed at like eleven or twelve o'clock, right? Yeah. And these guys are used to going to bed at like I don't know, apparently nine. <laughs> They're all getting old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was your one night of rain. Yes. Was Monday? Yeah, the one night of rain, and it at times it was pretty heavy. I had a, my tent that I bought in the summer of two thousand, so it's getting old. And uh, so I noticed on this trip, it's like, oh, it's I uh, got some leaks, and I also noticed that the uh, the tape seams, the tape yeah. on the seams is peeling off, and that's why we got a new tent this year because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what ours was. Doing. Yeah, I'm sad because it was it's my oldest tent. Yeah, was. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm still going to keep using it. I just got to spray it down for waterproofness, right? Because it's still a high quality tent, mm-hmm. right? I spent a lot of money on it. It's, it's uh, still very. It's a marmot swallow, but it's a it's a really nice tent. So I'm gonna. I just got to waterproof it, right? Waterproof it, take yeah. it up a bit. Mm-hmm. So day four was the first day of really good paddling. Yeah. So day four. So that was that's Tuesday. Um, so like it was raining and we, every time we hang stuff out here, so everything is just constantly wet, right? Yeah. So it's the uh, big sun to dry yeah. everything. My clothes cool. are starting to get moldy by the end of the week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's the morning that uh, Scott made egg wraps. We got on the water by 945, which was a late day, we that thought. It was late, yeah. Yeah. And so we had a lot of swifts. And so this was the day that we discovered the shortcomings of the canoe design. That became a submarine. Yes, it became a submarine. Like, 
the, this the this prospector has a lot of tumble home right and uh so it like martin's he has a swift des moines and when it cut through the waves in the in the white water like it just sheds water the water you can see it spray sideways and away from them right, right. they rarely like they very rarely did they ever have to bail out and we bailed out after every set and we would we would eddy out halfway down just so we could bail Wow. Right. It was, it took on water so badly. Like you could, the water would hit the sides and was directed into the canoe. Right. So, so it sort of wrapped around yeah, the top of the gunnel. Exactly. So Mike was constantly taking it in the chest and, uh, me being in the stern, I was even taking water into my lap and on my chest. Just, it's like, what's going on here? Wow. <laughs> this thing wants water. But it was, uh, so we went down, it was a, it was a longer section and, uh, so we watched, uh, we watched Scott and Martin do that section and okay, that's the line we want to take. Uh, we're going to take the exact same line as them. And so we got about three quarters of the way down and there was like eight, 10 inches of water in the canoe and it's starting to get kind of sloppy because, and actually what's good is with the, all the, ba- all the packs and the food barrel and stuff, there's wasn't enough room for the water to slosh. Right. So when you start to get swamped in a canoe without gear, that water will slip sideways and actually help push you over. But the gear helped keep us up. So we ended up totally getting swamped. And as we hit the last of the waves, the water was coming over the gunnels and we just kind of drifted straight out of the rapids towards shore. And uh, I could feel my butt going lower and lower in the river but it was weird because from my perspective in the stern seat, the gear was lifting up above me in front of me. So I could see the gear floating out of the canoe. I had to reach and grab the spare paddle and throw it on top of the gear. So the gear was holding the paddle up and the canoe just kept on getting lower and lower and the, pa- and the pack stayed there. And we all floated in formation towards shore. <laughs> and there was water completely swamped over the gunnels. Wow. Like the, the, the canoe, I could feel myself going lower. I had water up to my, just up to about my middle of my chest and the packs were floating in front of me. And it's like, Martin's going, I can't believe you kept it up, right? (laughs) (laughs) I think we lost it 20 feet back. (laughs) Wow. But yeah, it was, uh, and the, the front of the canoe stayed up. Mike said that the GoPro never went underwater, but we do have video of that. So I'm looking for to Mike, seeing it. Mike just texted me or messaged me and he says he found it. So he's putting it together. He's going to put it on YouTube by tomorrow or something. Wow. So that's going to be cool. Good times, buddy. <laughs> Good times. So you managed to make it through the day, a couple of short portages yeah. and. Yeah. And whatnot. so it, all along that river, there's so many little historical bits and pieces. So Martin did really good. He researched a lot of it. And there's one of the maps, there's a, there's a Hap Wilson map, a Hap Wilson book. And uh, so there's all, all these things that we were able to see all the little historical sites. Right. So we could see like uh, like staging points for lo- for the old log drives. And so they what they would do is they would pile up thousands of logs on shore over the winter. And uh, they built this like a, like a log ramp into the river. Okay. And in the spring, when the water was ready to run, they would just slowly roll these one by one, roll all these logs down the ramp into the river and just get all washed downstream. So that was that, that, that night, that's where we stayed right in that staging area. So we slept on the area where they used to stage the logs. 
But there's there's so many little historical bits and pieces that we kept seeing. It was amazing. It was pretty cool. And and that night, and I I don't know if I was complaining too much, but uh, everybody was determined, and they stayed up till ten. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were out like but it, and it was it was actually because it, because of all the portages and stuff you're just exhausted by the end of the day so yeah i i, I was even saying uh i'm waiting for these guys to go to bed so i can go to bed because <laughs> i don't want to be the first one to cut out and go to bed <laughs> especially after all the complaining you did i know <laughs> and uh oh the next morning so I don't know where these guys come up with these breakfast schemes, right? So Martin had breakfast rounds that he fried in olive oil in a frying pan so that they're nice and they're get crispy and all fried up and hot in the, in the oil. And then you butter them with peanut butter. And they were delicious. And peanut butter and bacon. Now, see, I don't do the bacon, but I'll, I'll heat mine yeah. and put peanut butter on them so it melts it a bit, right? What an amazing... I'm going to make that on the weekends for the kids. <laughs> Toaster oven, buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it was so cool. So, so cool. It was it was awesome. Um, so, yeah, so Wednesday... We 10.30 were, on the water. I know, it was a late wow. day. But, uh, like, some of the days where we, we started late, it was just because we knew we didn't have a lot of distance. We probably could have done this... If you pushed it, you could probably do this river in, like, four days. Right. And... Uh, comfortably in six days and we did it in seven i think seven or eight seven so it was sunday yeah we did it in seven days yeah got off the water the next saturday from sunday to saturday okay so yeah so we 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 didn't have some of the days were packed with a lot of portages or but when when you're on a river that runs at the speed this does and then you throw in swifts and rapids like you go down that river really quick, really fast. Yeah, yeah. The, the like in no time, it's like you're you're uh, hitting the end of the, what you expect to do that day. And it's like oh, it's two or three, two or three in the afternoon, and we're done, right? Yeah. Well, this one says two fifteen arrived on site at Lean to Shelter. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we got on the water late at ten thirty, and we uh, left the water early at two fifteen. So now was Martin making comments about you? lining canoes like a pro yeah so when, when i go with the guys we we do the petawa we do the sturgeon river we do we do a lot of rivers yeah and since i previous to this i've never had whitewater experience so i always lined my rapids right so i just got used to it and so i i just kind of i got used to, and they they at first i kind of freaked them out because i was moving so quick and uh at one point Martin was being really slow in this corner. Right. So he was trying to climb along a rock so he wasn't getting in the water. And uh, I just leapt past him. I grabbed onto the canoe, floated up to my neck in water until I got past that big hole he was having trouble with. And I just leapt up and he, and he's like all concerned that I'm up to my neck in water. My feet weren't even touching the bottom. I'm floating along behind the canoe. The canoe was holding me up. And I just had to get across that gap. And then I climbed up and I was like, leaping from rock to rock and what i do is i shoot the canoe out into the river in into like a planned path and let the water take the canoe and i just pull it in once in a while mm -hmm. and uh and they were like dragging the canoe across rocks and i was letting the water take oh it. let the water do the work yeah and that's what i did but it was uh, i just 
I'm so used to lining that it yeah. wasn't a really concern for me, but I think I concerned them at first because I was like, he said I was leaping. He said I was leaping and pirouetting, and pirouetting. across the rocks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a few swifts. Uh, uh, it says one C three. You lined it. Yeah. So some of the some of the water and towards the end we were doing more and more lining just because. Oh, I wish we had a different design canoe. Like this thing just took on water like you wouldn't believe. So we either needed a splash or a spray skirt or we needed a better design, right? Yeah. It, it was just such a bad design for a whitewater river. It it just, it, it was not conducive to doing it. So we ended up lining a lot of stuff because we just didn't want to get swamped again, right? It, as soon as you start filling that canoe with water, everything just becomes super unstable. Yeah. So it was, uh, we, 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 there was a couple of the runs where I really wanted to do it, and so we ended up taking a either lining it or taking a really safe course through the through the whitewater. But uh, yeah, with a better canoe, it could have been a lot better. Just means you got to go again. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this was the first. This is yeah. the, this was my very first whitewater river that I ran because I always lined everything in the past. Right. I, I very rarely would run any of the whitewater. Right. So that uh, training you took a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. finally got to use it. It was a year and a half ago. So, yeah. uh, two springs ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that made a big difference. But, you know, when we, on the very first day, we uh, came to a couple swifts and I'm feeling a little bit nervous because I've, like, when when we, uh, <laughs> I so I don't know what, I can't remember what I said to Mike, but... Uh, I was talking to him about, uh, you know, okay, well, I'll take the bow and whatever. And he says, no way. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> so he made me stern the whole time, right? Really? Yeah, he didn't want to, I don't know if he, he, he just wanted the bow. And I've, I've never paddled with Mike in the stern before. Now, did you guys switch up? Never. Or you I was Mike always in the stern. I was always the stern. No, I mean, like, did you paddle with Martin, paddle with? No, no, I was always Scott. with Mike. Yeah, always I was with always Mike, with Mike, yeah. And, and it worked out because it's nice to know your paddle partner, right? Mm-hmm. And so I got used to it. And so we, I stuck with Mike the whole time, which was the plan. Originally, that was always the plan, right? Right. Yeah. So it was, uh, but this, the first couple rapids that we did, I was like, my, my stomach was a, was a pit of stress. <laughs> it's like, ah, so because it, you feel like you have so much responsibility in the stern, right? Yeah. But, uh. After the first couple, I was still nervous. Yeah, I was still nervous towards the end. I was stressed about it because you want to make the great, the best line. And and but we never dumped. We only got swamped once. Right. And uh, towards the end of it, I was looking for more challenging runs. If it only we had a better design of boat. Yeah. That, yeah. It's unfortunate. It's super unfortunate. It's uh, it's uh, I, I wish we had something. I what I should have done is I should have arranged with uh, Martin to try his boat. Try it once in a while, yeah. Uh-huh. So get to the end, take his back up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, give it a run. Do a couple, yeah, do a couple runs. Yeah. We did a little bit of playing. Like there was, uh, on our very last campsite, there was uh, there was these rollers and uh, we just ended up going out and just surfing in it. And so we had a blast. We, you know, you, you sit there, you get surfing in it and just twirl your paddle above your head to yeah. show that you're in control and... So it was, that was pretty cool. And then we, on the next morning, the very last morning, the, we had both boats out surfing with GoPros on shore, taking video. And so we, we surfed side by side and then tried surfing backwards. And so th- th- that was kind of fun. It was interesting. 
Well, if you're not in a hurry, then you might as well play while you're up there too. Oh right? yeah, exactly. Well, fun. yeah, it's and just to make fun, and it was on. I was hoping for. Uh, we never really had a decent set of rapids by a campsite that we could just go out and play in it. Oh. in the evening, right? Right. It was always something too big, or and so there's a couple times where we could have slept near rapids, but man, the noise. So we, I, I think pretty much the whole group. Well, you wouldn't have heard bears. Well, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) I wouldn't hear the bears. (laughs) But also, just the loudest. I slept near a waterfall before thinking it was going to be cool. It's it's loud. I mean, yeah, eventually it just sort of drowns out. Yeah, it ends up almost being like torture. Yeah. Yeah, middle (laughs) of the night. What's that? Oh, it's the waterfall. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, You guys walked up to the Des Moines Rod and Gun Club. Now, you're talking about uh, historical things and that. Yeah. And that was actually... um, came into being back in 1918 mm-hmm. right so all of these there's there's uh gun clubs all across quebec back in the yeah. day right and uh so martin was telling us about some of this history he said uh so all of these rod and gun clubs were put together and it was just a network and you just everybody was a member of something somewhere it just it was just what you did everybody was a member of some rod and gun club yep. somewhere in quebec and uh I think he was saying it was either around the 50s or something. The uh, the provincial government decided that they needed to control these things, right? So they came in and demanded that they get broken up into 20 or 30 different gun clubs, rod and gun clubs. Oh, yeah? And there was, like, government dues you had to pay. And, and a lot of them just ended up shutting down or boarding up or disappearing or, or whatever. But I... You know, you know, governments, they got to get their fingers in the things, right? Yeah, they get their so fingers. So you take a, a good thing and get. wreck it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but this, uh, the Des Moines uh, Rod and Gun Club, it was, uh, it, we we walked up there and, like, we could hear somebody opening closing doors. So we walked up to say hi, but we never saw anybody. I yelled out, hello, and nobody came out. So I maybe they're too used to paddlers coming in and bothering them. So they were ignoring us. Maybe I don't maybe know. Maybe they're ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> could have been there ghosts. There you go, buddy. Could have been. Could have been. <laughs> uh, you guys managed to stay up late that night or did y'all go to bed early like a bunch of old men? I don't know. What does it say? It doesn't say. No, it doesn't say. No, it was a nice sandy beach site. Yeah. Oh, it was a nice site. It was a really nice site. So they were all nice sites, but yeah, I don't think we never went to bed past ten o'clock. That's late enough. Yeah, yeah. You know. But you know what? There's so much work each day that you're, t- you're tired. You're, you're tired. Yeah. You're tired. You had enough. So Thursday, you had your huevo ranchero. Huevo ranchero. So Martin, he made that. That was pretty cool. He uh, every time I saw him with some snack or some bit of food, it's like, where did you get that? The States. Everything was the States. <clears throat> he they had a lot of really cool stuff. He had these little foil pouch single serve spam. Yep. Marcus. <laughs> Marcus Rubino. That's amazing. Of markinthepark.com. Uh, that's what he does. Yeah. And he gets the little single packet mayonnaise. Yeah. yeah. And he makes wraps. Yeah. Makes spam wraps. <laughs> and it's just like, oh. And so the, when we had the Huevo Ranchero... It was, uh, he had, Martin had dehydrated, uh, some like peppers and veggies and whatever. I don't, I'm not sure what it was in it, but also some crumbled bacon. And, uh, he had, <clears throat> he had, uh, crystallized eggs from the States. Yeah. It's like, we were like, 
what's that? And he's saying that uh, the crystallized eggs, when you reconstitute them, they almost are identical to actual scrambled eggs. Yep. As opposed to dehydrated powdered eggs, which is gets kind of wonky, right? Yeah. But yeah, these crystal eggs. It, they, it was, <laughs> so we we had he mixed them up, cooked it up, put it in wraps. We had some mild sauce and some hot sauce, and it was a fantastic was breakfast. Yeah, it was mind blowing. All the breakfast these guys were making. And you were on the water by nine thirty. Yes. Yeah. So it was an early day, and uh, that's the day we hit Grand Chute, and we kept calling it Crooked Chute, and I, I called it Crooked Chute, and Martin goes, "That's the Petawawa." <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Grand Chute, Grand Chute. But uh, I got to find photos of this place because it was... I'm looking at one right now. It's a wicked waterfall. Yeah. And uh, so what they did is they had so much trouble running logs that they built a giant wooden chute to get the logs past this choke point. Yeah. And so apparently, like apparently they must have got in these these guys who used to build uh, rail bridges and rail crossings. So they just built this giant thing for to run the logs down the river and people came from far wide to see this engineering wonder right this huge amazing engineering wonder where they just shot logs down this chute the big old log chutes yeah yeah i'm looking at pictures here and uh um some guys have the little playboats going down the chute oh yeah yeah huh so you guys, did you guys go around it or did you go through we, it? We, uh, we walked it several times, <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, we portaged it. Okay. So there's a main route that you can bypass all the climbing and stuff, but then there's the shore side route that you can, uh, there's a couple campsites and, and, uh, there's one rock that's like 30, 35 feet in the air. You can jump off into the river. And yeah. So it's, that, that's pretty cool. It's, it's. That's a long set of rapids above too. Oh Yeah. Yeah, there's that whole set of rapids is wicked. It's it was a uh, seven hundred fifty thousand meter portage. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking yeah. at the picture and it's a upper view up the river. Yeah. So you see the the waterfall, mm-hmm. and then yeah, and these guys are going down the waterfalls. But we cause we saw sections where a kayaker could easily do this. Mm-hmm. But it's a bit more challenging for... You got to be... You have to spray skirt experienced and experienced and, and yeah. a proper playboat or something, right? Yeah. Because these are these were some serious drop-offs, serious rapids, serious waterfalls. Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, it uh, it was... And the noise, it's just incredible to... Thinking back, the like you could feel the thunderous roar right in your chest, right? The, the sound of the whitewater just crashing. It's like, holy crap, this is scary. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was uh, it was it was quite the thing to see the Grand Shoot. That was a four o'clock day, so that was a bit later. It was, I think, that was one of our latest days, and it, but it, we spent a lot of time at Grand Shoot. Just we were just looking. We yeah. would, we we portaged the packs down the Riverside portage and looked at the campsites. Came back up the Riverside portage and stopped and took pictures and looked at every section. So we. Uh, that was several hours that portage took, but we were, we were gawking and taking pictures and checking things out. And if you weren't in a big hurry, then. Yeah, uh, we weren't. Yeah. We had the time, right? Yeah. So, but it's, uh, the, the campsites along that were, again, you're in the noise. Yep. But there's like little tiny hidden beaches and jump off points where you can jump into the water, some nice campsites and more painted thunder boxes. And so, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. It was nice. So off the water at four, you had pasta and pepperoni for dinner. Yes. Yeah. 
yeah. uh, up till 10 o'clock at night, a couple of yeah. drinks, you're running out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the water at 10.15 the next morning, another late morning. Yeah. So why would we late that day? I think it was just a short day. Because you had to make your... We were off know. the water. We were off the water at two. Yeah. It was yeah. a really short day. Yeah. It's a very short day. Uh, tall cliffs. Oh, yeah. There's like 500 foot tall cliffs. I'll have to show you some pictures. If you looked at Mike's pictures, he had them. But yeah, you come down this river and there's a, there's at one point you're, you're looking up and it's like, that's a big rock wall. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, the river kind of winds its way along. And next thing you know, you come T right into a giant rock wall. You're looking up and it's like, we saw two hawks floating above the big rock cliff and, it was uh, it was pretty amazing. It was uh, it was a sight to see. Uh, we all just sat there and floated and took pictures and and uh, yeah, we got a lot of pictures of that section. But it was amazing. It was just just this giant vertical wall of rock just suddenly jumped out of the out of the river, right? Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Now you're you stayed at a rocky. Uh, that's campsite. the one. Yeah. So that one uh, that was the last night, and that's the one where we did. Me and Mike were surfing in the in the little riffles, and so it was that was fun. It was uh, so that was yeah that was the last night. It was a very tight, small campsite. And you were very low at booze on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We uh, we the only thing we had after that night was uh, I had some Baileys for the next morning. And the next day was your last. Was your day out? Yes. So uh, this was this was your last paddle day then. The Saturday. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the Saturday we left this rocky campsite, and we were on the water. We saw the big cliff, and uh, oh no, we saw the cliff before the rocky campsite. From the rocky campsite, we paddled for about two or three kilometers. <coughs> Pardon me, I'm talking too much. We saw the, uh, we did just a couple kilometers of flat water. And then we came to our last section. And uh, it. what's weird to think about this is, so this was a big class four rapids. It's like, no way anybody's running that thing. But it was, uh, I sat there, I got a bunch of slow-mo videos of the, of the waterfalls. And that's where we waited for the shuttle to take us back to our cars. Right. But that, that section of whitewater, so... Right below that is where we got picked up by the uh, the the shuttle guy mm-hmm. in a boat. And so we ran down the rest of the Des Moines into the Ottawa River, down the Ottawa River to the, uh, to the, uh, to Etienne's place where we had the cars parked. So that's just above, uh, uh, they call it Swisha. And I can't remember how to say it, but it's, uh, the French guy he told us how to say the name of the the, the water uh, the hydroelectric dam. It's like Saint Jacques, but it sounds Swisha. Kind of sounds like that, so everybody calls oh. it Swisha. Swisha shoots, Swisha falls. Anyways, uh, so that water level is held back, and they ended up making a giant lake because of the headwater of that uh, hydroelectric project. So the water level is up thirty to forty feet higher. So the last waterfall that we portaged around is 30 to 40 feet shorter in height because the water level of the river came up and got rid of the lower part of that waterfall. Oh. And that waterfall, apparently it's a very dangerous one. And they're saying in the history books or in the map, in the history of it, 
there's a lot of loggers died on this section and there is up to 35 because when when a logger when the the, the river guys when they die their buddies bury nail, them on the bury them on the river but they nail their boots to a tree yeah and so there was one tree there apparently it's gone but there was one tree there that had 35 pair of boots nailed to it wow and that was that waterfall that last section that we did that we portaged around wow mm-hmm uh, Rapide de Joaquin. Yeah, but that's not how you say it. I don't know how to say it, but it sounds like it's Zwajima uh, or something like mm. that. Because you, the, you don't pronounce the J. Yeah, it's also known as Swisha. Yeah. I don't know how to get Swisha out of that. Because it sounds like Swisha. The last part of the Joaquin yeah. sounds like Swisha. So they call it Swisha. Alrighty. It sounds it. like it. I think he's just pulling it, a fasty it, on you. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been. It could have been. Okay, we will tell them. <laughs> so that was your last day. They picked you picked you up. Now, you, yeah, so they picked you up in a pontoon boat. Yes. And ferried you all the way back down to the Ottawa River yes. and mm-hmm. to where it you saved, were. It probably saved us about a, a six-hour paddle. Okay. It was a long... It would have been a long day of just flat water paddling a white water boat, now, which is from, not nice. From there, how long did it take you to drive home? Um, so we got on the road. I don't know what time we hit the road, but uh, it was probably with stops for lunch because we all went to a, a local sports pub and had some burgers and stuff. So Mike got home at like 1230 in the morning in, in uh, Windsor. Wow. He yeah. had a long day. Yes, he had a very long day. It was a long drive for him. And he dropped me off at home six thirty, seven o'clock at night. Wow. Yeah. It was a long day. Yeah, I, I, I found it exhausting sitting in that passenger seat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got, uh, well, first off, uh, wildlife. Uh, yeah, it was, we saw some... Uh, I think we saw about four or five hawks. We saw tons of squirrels and chipmunks. So we saw a lot of red squirrels mm-hmm. and uh, a whole bunch of chipmunks. And uh, that was about it. That was it, eh? Yeah. Uh, Mike caught uh, Mike caught a couple bass early on. We couldn't fish. We couldn't fish a lot of the sections. So we uh, because you have to buy a. You have to buy a federal fishing license, and then you have to buy a fishing permit for every section of the river you're on. Right. So we ended up not fishing a lot. Yeah. We, like there was. I guess. We we had uh, Martin and Scott had fishing licenses for the upper part of the river. Right. But when we hit the uh, Rod and Gun Club, we weren't allowed to fish beyond that because we didn't buy the permit for the lo- the local permit. Right. Yeah, now when you go to the Rod and Gun Club site, they say there's speckled trout, lake trout, pike, smallmouth bass, and walleye in the lakes. Yeah, we wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're there somewhere, but we yeah. wouldn't know about it. <laughs> yeah, we were practicing conservation and yes. just left them. Yeah, that's it. We were, that's con- it. We were doing a conservation trip, yes. There you go. And we were saving the fish for somebody else. <laughs> so, lessons learned on your trip. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, bring pants. <laughs> not Scott. <laughs> yes. So uh, it's like, uh, I, I did tell Scott that uh, he changed my life that trip. I, he saved my life. 
<laughs> but yeah, so what is it? Lessons learned. Uh, I got to bring more pants. I got to wear flannel PJs. I can need a. It, you know, when I looked at the weather previous, and I didn't look at the weather for that week just because I forgot to, but the week ahead of time, it was like highs of like 30, 31 degrees and high humidity. It was supposed to be stinking hot, right? And then when we got on the river, the forecast changed. And uh, it was. Uh, it went down to five to four or five degrees on our first night when we were in a chance parking lot. Right. And it slowly warmed up again. By the end of the trip, I was you know, sleeping Dude. on top of my <laughs> sleeping bag. And, <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, yeah. So I, I, I should have bought a better sleeping bag, something to keep me warm at night in, in case of cold weather. Yeah. Right. So yeah. And I didn't bring a toque or anything because I wasn't expected to be cold. And I guess I added some notes. I need to figure out future plans for breakfast so I can compete with these guys with their fancy... Not just oatmeal. With their fancy breakfast. Yeah. 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 Uh (laughs) And more scotch. Tea time. Yeah. Uh, Tongs and a compact coffee filter. So I had a... uh, I have my Nalgene French press coffee maker thing. Right. Everybody did their own thing for coffee. So two mornings I made coffee to this thing and it was like, I can't drink three cups of coffee. <laughs> so, but, so you need a one cup. But well, Scott has this little one cup thing where you just throw the coffee in it, pour water through it. And it's just a little plastic filter and reusable. And it's like oh, I'm gonna get one of those. It you takes just dump a lot. The coffee less grounds into into the fire pit. Yeah, you know how I do it. It's called instant coffee. I don't like instant coffee. That's what uh, Mike and Martin had. They had. To, yeah. And I I've tried the Starbucks instant coffee in a pinch. It's great, right? But but uh, I. Like my coffee Good grounds. Put enough Baileys in it and you don't taste it anyway, <laughs> This is dude. true. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're griping about. Yeah. <laughs> so highlights of the trip. What would you say the best parts of your trip were? Uh, one thing that I'm really happy about is uh, I got rid of my nervousness over running a Whitewater River. And I'm looking forward to doing it again. Uh, when I started, like I said earlier, when I started the trip, I was like, I was crapping my pants. I was, I was just, uh, this is going to go bad really quick. Well, if you don't have all the experience of doing a whole whitewater Exactly. Trip. Exactly. I only right. had the experience of doing the course and a whole bunch of experience lining rapids. Right. Because that's what I always used to do is just line them. It's like, I'm not getting that stuff, right? So in, in the, the limited experience I have had, like I, what, last summer I went down the Petawawa with some guys at work and we actually ran a few of the rapids and we dumped every time, right? Mm-hmm. Because because there was two of us that didn't know what we we're doing. So this was... Uh, well, now you know the correct way to swamp. <laughs> yes. So you <laughs> just don't do that yes. and you should be upright. Yeah, perfect. That's, that's the trick, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, I guess the highlights would be uh, like the amazing meals the boys brought and cooked like uh, i've never eaten so well i was i was kind of hoping to lose weight on this trip and uh, <laughs> i think i might have gained weight <laughs> but yeah it was uh, it was the loss of nervousness over the white water now i'm more excited about going again it was some fantastic meals and it was just a beautiful river like it was incredible and uh i guess if i was to say i was disappointed about anything it was uh the canoe design mm-hmm and we didn't see any big game. We saw a couple times. We saw wolf poop. We saw moose poop. Uh, and we ma- saw moose footprints in a beach. But other than that, there's, I, I assume there's an actual animal there. 
but uh, they just we just saw the signs and symptoms. You know, maybe they just lay poop around for the tourists maybe, to maybe. see. <laughs> <laughs> they bring it in from another, yeah, exactly. another province. Yeah, but overall, it was like that, that was an awesome trip. It was incredible. And you'd go. You're definitely going to go again. Oh yeah. In and a heartbeat. You got, now you got the bug for it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the other guys enjoyed it as well. Oh yeah. Everybody had a good time. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, that's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it was awesome. it was a crazy fun trip. Yeah. Incredible. Is that your last trip for the season? Uh yeah, just we're gonna do uh a little bit of canoeing locally and stuff like that. Just a weekend trip. But like we're trying to figure out our Thanksgiving trip. I don't know if we're gonna do just a like an Algonquin interior, or we haven't really decided yet. We still got to do our stand-up paddleboard lessons. Oh, yeah. Are, are we still going to do that? Yeah, I'm going to do that. Because I thought that I've been was... waiting for you. I've been waiting for you. Well, because we're all paddling every time, <laughs> and then he was away, so... Because we're supposed to do this back in May or June. Yeah, well, July, because June was too cold for you. <laughs> oh, yes, it was. Yes, it? it was, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be doing this uh, the end of October. Lake Ontario's freezing. In October. <laughs> so we're going to do it. Yeah. You're going to freeze. That's all I'm going to say, dude. You're yes, going to freeze. We, yeah, we got to get this done. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm got another week to get all my stuff together, and then I'm gone for about 11 days. Yes. Right? And then I'm back. Uh, what else was I thinking? There was one more thing. Mm. Oh, we got to do the, uh, we got to get out with uh, the local kayaking groups out here with the uh, oh, Backcountry yeah. Custom Canoes, yes. mm-hmm. the kayak we've got, yeah. right? Let people give it a whirl and uh, see what they think of it before we... I want to try it again too. Like yeah. I, it's, unfortunately, because it's in your garage, I can't just grab it on the weekend and, and use it. But yeah. I, I keep meaning to use it again because it's, uh, I don't know if, like, I assume we're going to have to give it back to him. He's not going to let us keep it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> We're storing it for him. Yes, there you go. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I was thinking maybe we might uh, drop it off the weekend of the uh, winter. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Perfect Camping idea. symposium, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Unless it's still warm enough that we can keep going canoeing. But yeah, I think end of October as well, we'll do the uh, get together and let people take it out for a spin and mm-hmm. get their, get the the buzz going about it. Yeah. And, oh yeah. You know, everybody that's seen it so far has all been interested. That's well, an amazing so. craft to see some a handcrafted, uh, kayak like that with, yeah. with such skill, put it in together. And it's, it's an amazing craft. Yeah. And to be able to take it out for a quick little spin, that's cool. If the price is right, maybe I'll buy it from them. Ah, that way yeah. you won't have to take it back. Yes. You know, buy it for them bef- before, uh, November. <laughs> Cause that way we don't take <laughs> that it back. That way we don't have to take it back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll transfer it to your yeah. garage. Yeah, I'll have to shoot him an email, see how much he wants for it. Yeah, do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Awesome. Well, I think that's our, our show for this week. Yes, you heard me scramble and cough. Yeah, all night. scramble and coughing because yeah. it was the Derek show this week. Yeah, the Derek show. Now what do I got here? Oh, grab that book. The big book? Grab the big book. Oh, there we grab go. Grab the big book. What is the big book called? This is Border Country, the Northwoods Canoe Journal of Howard Green, 1906 to 1916. And that was the one. I'm just pulling up uh, dude's name here. So he heard us talk about He listened to the show, and he heard us talk about book club. I should have pulled this up earlier. I'm impressed by this. Me and Siobhan have, uh, have poured through this a couple times now, and... His 
trip reports are so detailed Mm -hmm. and it's not mundane detail it's interesting detail yes like this guy knows how to how to tell a story right and like (laughs) we joked a couple times it's like i don't think you want to be on a trip with this guy because it's like dude we have to go stop writing (laughs) (laughs) uh craig turner sent this uh um, message to us. Thanks so much for the book suggestion. You just got it today. A beautiful book. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he took a picture of of it. And uh, okay. yeah, and I told him that yeah, I didn't expect uh, a book like that to be in the box when I opened it. That's for sure. Yeah, it's so. it's high quality. And and I I guess we talked about it previously, but so Martha Green Phillips, his daughter, is the her granddaughter, daughter. Daughter. Daughter, yeah. So she put this together. She compiled all of his journals. And so his journals were hand-bound leather volumes, hand-stitched. And so the one she created matches it with modern technology. So it's it simulates leather-bound book. It is, hand, it's, it is stitched, not hand-stitched, but it's got the inside front cover. Is that, if you ever see an old antique book in a yeah. bookstore, yeah. it's got that that old antique paper color book. And so she's sort of made it look like one of his old original hand-bound journals. Like an inch and a half thick? and It's a monster. It's like a, you could use this as a weapon. You, you could. Wow. Come here, let me hit you with it. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I'll be pulling those applications out again. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so Craig, I, uh, I hope you enjoy the book because, uh, yeah, like I say, we've been going through it and yes. it's going to take a while to read it, but uh, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ontario Winter Camping Symposium, November 24th. 24th yeah. Get your tickets because it does sell out and they're already, I think, just over 50% sold out. Mm-hmm. And it's only September. Yes. So if you want to go, and once they're gone, they're gone. Yes. You will not get in. There will not be any at the door. Do not collect $200. Do not pass go. But if they get their tickets, they can come and get stickers. Paddling Adventures Radio, the podcast stickers. That's right. That's right. Now watch us forget to bring them. <laughs> <laughs> I got one. Who wants it? <laughs> Uh, so that's it for this week. It was a trip log week by Derek. Yes. That's awesome. And I can't wait to try my new pad. Where'd my paddle go? Oh. I, it's, I didn't want to tip over. So sitting low. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. My nice cherry otter paddle, otter tail paddle mm-hmm. from Hunter and Harris. Uh, yeah. Check out Hunter and Harris. Just Google them and they're on Facebook and everything like that. Uh, beautiful, beautiful paddle. Can't wait to try it. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find all our, this is what, episode 136? 36 or 37? 136. You can find all 136 episodes on iTunes, Google Play, Player FM, and the episodes page on our paddlingadventuresradio.com website. And I think that's about it. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. So thanks, everybody, for listening this week. Thanks, Derek, for your great trip report. <laughs> Glad you had a good time. Welcome back. Sorry for all the applicants, <laughs> but I will hold your uh, applications until next time. <laughs> thanks for listening. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.